The Apostle John sees death by crucifixion as necessary. Now Caiaphas would have seen this as a way of permanently discrediting Jesus. But John would have seen it as the way of Jesus taking away the sin of the world. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And he's in the 18th chapter of the book of John, a very difficult time for the followers of Jesus. They didn't know what was going on or what the end would be, but Jesus certainly did. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for coming along today on this Tuesday as Pastor Leighton opens the Word of God again to the book of John, the 18th chapter, and starts us right around where we left off yesterday, leading into the 31st verse. And that's made evident by their answer, because their answer is rather uh, general. They didn't answer Pilate's question directly. They, they took refuge in a generality. They, they called Jesus a criminal. If he wasn't a criminal, we wouldn't have brought him to you. But that was an accusation against his character and not the uh, accusation of a specific crime. They were implying that Pilate should just trust them. If, that they wouldn't have brought him if he wasn't guilty of something. But Pilate doesn't want anything to do with this. If there's no offense against Roman law, then It was up to the Jews to take care of the matter themselves. And that's why Pilate says in verse 31, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. Now the Romans respected the laws and customs of conquered people and allowed them rather considerable latitude in the administration of their justice. Of course, the governor possessed the supreme power, the imperium, which means he could do pretty much whatever he wanted to do. But normally they would allow their subject peoples to preserve their legal habits. The Apostle John tells us they brought Jesus to Pilate because they themselves did not have the authority to put a person to death. And it's probable that the Romans guarded this capital punishment uh, possibility because the Jews might have otherwise used it to put people to death who were favorable to the Roman government. Now, the, the pilot that is disclosed in historical documents was probably not acting out of any passion for justice, but he was rather just stroking his ego by making the religious leaders recognize his authority. Verse 32, this was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. The saying that John has in mind is evidently from chapter 12 and verse 32 when Jesus said, I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Because here he uses exactly the same expression. And the use of an exact expression uh, is extremely rare in this gospel. Now the other gospels also record numerous occasions when Jesus described how he was going to die. For instance, in Mark 10.32, we read, And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles." And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days he will rise. And so Jesus prophesied that he would be crucified. And John now records that fulfillment. 
You see, if it was the Jews who were the ones to carry out the death penalty, it wouldn't have been by crucifixion, but by stoning. Leviticus 24, 16 says, And he who blasphemes the name of the Lord, that's the accusation they met against Jesus, he who blasphemes the name of the Lord, shall be put to death, and all the congregation shall stone him. And so the point of verse 32 is that the death Jesus died was crucifixion that he had prophesied that he would die by crucifixion, and that's what indeed took place. Now, he wasn't alone. Jesus wasn't alone in describing how the Messiah must die because many centuries previous, prophets had foretold how the Messiah would die. For instance, Psalm 22 was written centuries before Jesus Christ and even centuries before crucifixion had been devised. And it describes the results of crucifixion on the human body with precision. And it describes some of the scenes that actually took place around the cross of Jesus. And Psalm 22 begins with these words, these familiar words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22, 8 says, But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Now, one would have thought that the religious leaders who had the Old Testament memorized and were standing at the feet of the cross that day would have connected the dots. They would have said, wait a minute. I remember reading this someplace. But they didn't. Verse 14 continues, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. In a crucifixion, the arms are literally torn out of their sockets. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot shirt, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. Remember Jesus say, saying, I thirst. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones they stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Now, the Roman guards who were there had no idea of this Old Testament passage, and yet they fulfilled these prophetic words perfectly. Words that were written centuries before Jesus' crucifixion, and centuries before crucifixion was even devised. Psalm 22 describes death by crucifixion, not by stoning. And that's why Jesus had to be delivered to the Romans in order to fulfill Old Testament prophecy. The Apostle John sees death by crucifixion as necessary, perhaps because of a reference to an Old Testament curse. Anyone who is hung on a tree is under God's curse, Deuteronomy 21, 23. Now, Caiaphas would have seen this as a way of permanently discrediting Jesus. But John would have seen it as the way of Jesus taking away the sin of the world. And to this very day, Jewish people are challenged as to how to reconcile the Messiah sent from God also being under God's curse. And for this reason, many find it difficult to accept Jesus who hung on a cross or a tree as their Messiah. Now, the Apostle Paul 
addressed this dilemma in Galatians 3.13, where he writes, But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the Scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. When Adam and Eve sinned, their sin resulted in a curse that has been passed from generation to generation throughout human history. Jesus took that curse upon himself when he went to Calvary's cross and died for our sin. Verse 33. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Now, unlike Jewish legal procedures, Roman legal procedures allowed the the accused to be questioned in detail. And here in this gospel, this is the first time that Jesus is referred to as the king of the Jews. Although in chapter 1 he is referred to as the king of Israel. And this designation, the king of the Jews, is going to play an important part in what, in what follows. Now, Jesus claimed to be the Messiah, the Son of God. And the problem for the religious leaders was how to reformulate this claim in a manner to calculate it, to impress Pilate with how dangerous Jesus was to bring down the death penalty. And so the solution actually turned out very simple. Because in Jewish expectation, the Messiah was the promised king of Israel. And so the religious leaders presented Jesus to Pilate as claiming to be a king. And this is what triggered Pilate's question. Are you the king of the Jews? Now Jesus couldn't answer the question yes or no unless he knew what was meant by the question. You see, if it was Pilate who was asking the question, then the question would have meant, are you a political king conspiring against Caesar? But if instead the question was from Caiaphas, it would have meant, are you the messianic king of Israel? Now, the answer to the first form of the question would have been no, and the answer to the second form of the question would have been yes. So Jesus was asking, which question is being asked? And that evokes a contemptuous response from Pilate who says, Do you think I am a Jew? He expresses contempt for the Jews, but he he obviously also communicates that he doesn't really have any personal knowledge about Jesus other than that which has been given to him from the religious leaders, which is what is encapsulated in the sentence that follows. Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. And then Pilate asks what Jesus has done. And for Pilate, that's the important things. thing. He, he, he's not prepared to accept what the chief priests say at face value. He wants to know what's behind all of this. What in the world has Jesus done to arouse such hostility by the religious leaders? Well, we'll pick it up right there when we come back tomorrow with another edition of Study Verse by Verse midweek here on this station. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, 
And they're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You can find out all the details regarding the events of December when you go to that website. There are many things planned to celebrate the Christmas season at Church of the Highlands. And again, the website is highlands.us. And if you appreciate the teaching on this program on a daily basis, share that fact with Pastor Layton. There's a contact link right there on the homepage, again, highlands.us. And if you'd like to come alongside of us and be a financial partner, help us continue uh, paying for the time here on this radio station and reaching out every day as we do in this way, well, you can give safely at highlands.us. There's a donate button again on the homepage. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks, as always, for joining us on this broadcast. And please make plans to come back tomorrow when we once again open the Word of God to the book of John and study verse by verse.